Hello and welcome to the Big Lead Big Stream Holiday Podtacular. My name is Stephen Douglas. I am here today with Liam McEwen from thebiglead.com. Today we are here to talk about the Ted Lasso Christmas episode, Carol of the Bells. Uh, Liam, how's your uh, how's your Christmas shopping going? Going surprisingly well. I'm ahead of the game for uh, where I usually am at this time of year. And I think I'm going to finish the job this weekend because uh, I was talking to our coworker Ryan Phillips, and he said that he usually goes Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve, which what? stressed me out to the point that I think I need to like get it done and then start wrapping. So that's that is insane. I that's I, exactly I, what I said to him. I said it was psychotic. I mean, Christmas Eve is like you run out and get like the like. I don't know, you need candy for the stocking or you need something for Christmas morning breakfast. I can't imagine doing actual shopping at that time. Um, so I guess Ryan's more of a uh, Jamie Tart. He, uh, he he is not on top of the gift giving, which is uh, where the episode begins with uh, our beloved... Uh, God, what? yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't rewatched Ted Lasso in a while either. So... Uh, I had forgotten AFC Richmond. I went blank right there. Um, I was thinking of uh, Wrexham, but yeah. but yeah, AFC Richmond. The uh, the team has had uh, they are fully Ted Lassoed at this point. Uh, the he has changed the culture of the franchise, and they he has introduced Secret Santa, which is a big hit, and everyone is getting booze. It was uh, a great, great opening scene for the uh, for this episode. I actually, like you, had not rewatched this, and before this podcast was looking up, you know, reviews of the episode to get like kind of a visual play by play to reference in case I forget anything throughout recording. And I forgot that people were pissed about this episode being released. Because it was a Christmas episode that came out in August, and it was like the fourth episode of the season, so it like was a hard stop in momentum in terms of like getting the second season off the ground. It was three episodes of building up what we now know to be the like crucial plot points for the rest of the season, and then it was the Christmas episode, which seems a little bit of uh, silly over over exaggeration in retrospect, but uh, I just. Watching the show, it's like, you remember why you like And I also remember why I didn't really want to rewatch season two, because Nate's face just pisses me off so bad. It was not in the Christmas spirit of me to see Nate and feel good. So I'm glad that he disappeared for the rest of the episode for that reason. Yes, uh, 100%. I am with you on that. Um, Nate just, I mean, he's such a likable, uh, nice, innocent character at the beginning of the series. And what he turns into by the end of season two is just uh, infuriating uh, to see him uh, looking back at the time. It was fine, you know, uh, but to see him looking back at this point, it, it does. You're like, yeah, I want to, I want to punch him in the face. Uh, but also I, I'm one of the people, I'm one of the people that you might've uh, been able to Google complaining about Ted Lasso's <laughs> Christmas episode being released in august uh I've, i find that ridiculous there should not be christmas new christmas stuff released before november 1st uh it's it's wrong 
I don't think they would have to make many changes to the episode to make this work as uh, a standalone special. Um, it it really sticks out because this is clearly one of the two episodes that Apple ordered uh, extra. They had already sketched out the entire season and then they wanted two more. So we got the Christmas episode and uh, Coach Beard, his uh, standalone episode. Um I mean, this is British TV is like the, I mean, for lack of a better word, the king of standalone specials because their television's always been a little bit different than ours. And they have had like just come back for a Christmas special. Uh, like even Downton Abbey does it. Um, why couldn't they have just left it out, saved it, and then released this in like on like December 1st? Okay. Yes. I, yes. I completely agree with you on that front. New Christmas stuff in August is ridiculous. Should not exist. Seems like they like wanted to piss people off. I was really observing that some of the blowback that I was reading on the reviews was about a state. It was a statement about the show as a whole instead of the sheer audacity of releasing a Christmas episode in August, which seems silly. The Christmas stuff in August is not silly. That's dumb. I agree with you. Just right, to be yeah, abundantly um... clear. <laughs> Well, I, I think, I don't know. I, I mean, watching it again, uh, I think I watched it two or three times in the last week. It's very, I think it's enjoyable. I think it does a great job of uh, capturing the Ted Lasso spirit. While also, as usual, like showing the kind of, there's a little darkness uh, behind everything, especially for Ted. And they did a good job illustrating that. And it was Rebecca's turn to, uh, to kind of you know play the play the ted lasso character and just bring joy to someone else so i yeah i i mean ted lasso i i kind of understand why people have a problem with that part of it where it's just like so optimistic like he's like a excited puppy a lot of the times but i think that they i mean it's just a great show and i love I mean, it's it's a comedy show that has made me cry at times. You know, I'm I'm willing to admit it. Ted Lasso is just a ton of heart, and I love all these characters and many of the bad. I mean, there are some really bad characters, but there's a lot of like uh, in between characters, kind of like Jamie, who's who's not evil. He's just kind of dim, and but he's funny. And he in in the uh, cold open, you really get to see it when he comes in. He's like he means well, but he's dumb. And then gives the the great line, God bless me, everyone. Yeah, I forgot that they, in the second season, they played up a little bit that Jamie was like dim is the good way to put it. And it was, I mean, I rewatched it and it was actually deeply, deeply depressing to realize that there was not more Ted Lasso to consume. I did not quite expect it to hit me like that where I was watching it and I was like, I really do love all of these characters so much. And I'm so upset that they have not released the third season. And a third season is like not anytime soon on top of it all. It was, it was saddening as well as I think um, the first time I watched it, I don't know what, you know, maybe I just politely ignored it, but Ted Lasso, Ted drinking that much whiskey and watching It's a Wonderful Life at like nine o'clock in the morning is deeply saddening for so many reasons. Well, to be fair, um, his kid was up, so it would have been in the afternoon. Uh, remember, he did give uh, Richmond a half day that day. 
Um, oh, right. oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, less slight, slightly less saddening. Yeah, but yeah, that I mean, that's but that's how it's supposed to be. Is you know, Ted is over there because his marriage is falling apart, and he's just trying something drastically new. And I mean, he's he's sad. He's he's over there for his job, and he's not going to see his kid, who he loves very much. And he ends up just having to FaceTime with him for like a few. I mean, he in in the Ted Lasso way, he's super. Uh, optimistic about it like oh yeah we're just gonna spend the whole day on facetime and that's like 10 minutes and he opens the drone and he's gone and also we should point out that uh his wife is uh she was inspirited which we uh talked about a week or two ago mm-hmm. she was the uh sister but yeah very dark for ted and uh then rebecca shows up and that's when uh the real christmas like the christmas movie kind of thing starts where she has time to put out the tinsel that says hi Ted outside. Um, and then that leads to what is uh, uh, one of the best lines of the show when, where they go out and they see the buskers and he, uh, he throws in a couple pounds and then she, Rebecca pulls out like a wad of cash. And he's like, Oh, this is what I get for taking a tinkle next to uh, John Holmes. <laughs> do, I mean, do you, are you old enough to know that reference? No. I was oh, laughing he, uh, Okay, John Holmes is uh, a porn star who was uh, very well known for having a <laughs> uh, a large uh, member. <laughs> so that that is why that line yeah. is so good. Yes, that is that is a tremendous line, and it does. I mean, once you get past the dark, it kicks the dark stuff pretty quickly and just immediately goes into like, all right, here's the fun stuff: Higgins family party. The Roy Keeley Phoebe adventure, which is one of my favorite like side plots of the entire season. Ted and Rebecca going out, giving out presents, ultimately end up caroling. It's like the first, you know, they spend less time in the setup and then they just kick it into hardcore Christmas gear for the last like 25 minutes of the episode. Which is great. I mean, that's it's what you want in a Christmas episode. Uh, they pay the they get the the darkness out of the way and then uh, let Rebecca kind of show her her secret good side that's always been there, even when uh, her marriage wasn't very happy. Uh, the Roy and Keeley uh, side plot was is very good. Um, when when Phoebe first comes over, I mean, hell of a setup by Keeley. Uh, very well done. Uh, fe- you feel kind of bad for uh, Roy missing out on sexy Christmas, but. Uh, Sexy December 28th uh, is obviously going to be great. Um, the sexiest of all days. Yes. And when when Phoebe, uh, when when they su- smell her breath, that is just some of, that is just tremendous acting. Uh, uh, Roy it is being so like, I've, funny. I'm Roy, I, I've spent the last 20 years in locker room with men. Um, there's no smell. And then they're like, I think you're, I think you're dying. <laughs> it's his, it's their faces that get me because they're trying so hard to not like vomit because they don't want to make Phoebe feel bad, but their eyes are literally watering. It's so good. It's like the SpongeBob episode with those bad Sundays. It's just absolutely intoxicating. It's incredible. Their whole dynamic is amazing, and you like kind of forget how good it is because of you know the fact that season two doesn't end so well for 
their long-term relationship, but they really do make a tremendous pairing. And then bringing Phoebe into the mix is just, I mean, it was, it's, it is maybe one of the funniest, like, skits, for lack of a better word, of Ted Lasso at large. It is absolutely one of that, the scene with Phoebe breathing on them is one of the funniest moments in season two, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, Phoebe, I mean, that kid just does a great job, and she opens up such a uh, such another level for uh, Roy Kent. Um, just just seeing the other side of him while he's like he's he's being super sweet and nice while also completely being Roy Kent and just uh, just being very serious about it all. It, it's some of the the best best stuff on the show, I think. And that is a it gives him a chance to interact uh, this this B plot B story where he gets to interact with all these different children, uh, which is wonderful. And get, we get the scene where they he talks to the one kid about pooping his pants and it's like, well, let's both try and be better about that in the future. <laughs> that is all good. But I think rewatching the episode, the aspect that got the least love and should be appreciated more is the Higgins household. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc that really especially for somebody like me who grew up with a big family like that hit all the right notes everybody piling in utter chaos around nerf guns nerf bullets flying everywhere and then the scene of the like you know, they got the kitchen table, and then they brought out the ironing board and like a surfboard and the whole nine yards to extend it. It makes you feel good. And Higgins is just such like a, there is nothing to dislike about Higgins outside of the fact that he might be like a little annoying, but you know he's such a good person and he doesn't expect this many people to show up. And then it's like five guys from the team show up, and it's just all it's just all so, so it makes you feel so good. I think I felt best coming out of that aspect of the storyline just in terms of sheer christmas happiness and joy that's the one that gave me the most yeah the the higgins part it just shows what a great uh what a great guy he is um the fact that he's so welcoming and this is something that he and his family have always done they've always welcomed in the uh members of the team who are looking for a place to go on christmas um and he has he has three boys, um, and just in a happy in in a happy marriage, and they just do such a good job. Uh, you know, it's kind of it's it's cor- corny in all the good ways. You know, like he brings out the surfboard wrapped, and they're like, "Oh, I know what it is," and he's and they're like, "Oh, what could it be?" I mean, that, that is just so good. And then the team members start showing up and they're they're not worried they're not upset they're they're happy to have all the all the players there and 
the way that the players automatically just become like more kids for the Higgins. Uh, when they're running around having some uh, have some great moments. And again, they they all bring booze, um, which is very funny. But yeah, I I mean, I love the part where they're running around with the Nerf guns. It's hilarious. And then you get, uh, I mean, Sam doesn't do a lot in this episode, but he he gets the the part where he tell where he reasons with uh with Higgins' youngest son. Like, uh, well, I mean, you can't think of it like one night. Santa has has twenty four time zones. You know, I mean, it's his endurance that's most impressive, not his speed. And the kids like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, it's just little bits of Sam, but, you know, again, Sam is another character to, uh, on this show of, I mean, I, I think of current television shows right now, I think Ted Lasso is, is like the universe that I love being in the most because there are just so many funny and and good characters and just so many people to root for. And I mean, obviously it's funny on top of all that, but yeah, I I definitely agree that the Higgins household family Christmas um, is proud. I mean, it's, it's, it's even better. It's even better than uh, finding out Rebecca, you know, gives uh, toys to and plays Santa for all the, all the kids that don't have anything. But my, I mean, my, my only real problem with the episode, aside from it coming out in August, uh, which it, I will never not think of that when I see it, no matter how much I enjoy it. Um, my only real problem is that uh, Roy and Keeley don't end up back at the Higgins household just for the care for the uh, singing, which is uh, Hannah Waddington Waddingham uh, singing what what in my opinion is the second greatest Christmas song of all time. Uh, Please come home. Uh, yeah, I mean it's just I mean it's it's a perfect ridiculous Christmas movie ending to this to the episode. I was also a little disappointed that uh, Roy Keeley and Phoebe did not end up caroling because I watched Love Actually, as <laughs> listeners of the podcast will know, so I was like all ready to go to watch Ted Lasso because that's the comparison because they have the, the cue card scene. And they just simply could have done more with that scene, in my opinion. They had one funny like offline where it was like, uh, give him a quit and tell him to fuck off or whatever it was that he said. I think it was a little more PG than that. But whatever oh, it was, he said, yeah, tell him to bugger off. That made me laugh out loud. And then obviously the whole cue card aspect takes on more meaning. My hot take is that that scene had more meaning than a uh, the scene in Love Actually really mm. did, for sure. Uh, but I thought they were all going to come together because they had two of three. Why wouldn't they grab the third one and bring them into the caroling? Like, it was just... And I mean, you don't need a reason for it. The whole, you know, the whole show is not doesn't need to be grounded in logic. That's a. It was a missed opportunity. It was a missed opportunity. Is how I see it. Oh, I, I completely agree. I think that Phoebe and I. I don't remember the boy's name. Uh, I mean, Roy might murder him. May have I, already I, murdered him. Yeah, I. I think that Phoebe and that little boy uh, who was in like second or third grade with him, I think they have a much better chance of making it uh than andrew lincoln and kiera knightley in the love actually universe uh, just it makes zero sense uh i mean we we discussed love actually but yeah that i mean that that is a, a relationship that is uh doomed to fail to say the least but 
all of the relationships in this episode of Ted Lasso all come together quite nicely. And I think Sam has one of the best one-liners in the show when Higgins asks him what Christmas reminds, reminds him of, and he said colonization. And then Higgins just <laughs> has that look on his face. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh no. And then Sam's like, may I use your bathroom? He's like, oh yeah, it's right down there. It just quickly moves on. It's so good. That's like the epitome of like the cleverness of Ted Lasso writing that I love so much. Yeah, and and that goes to what is another like great moment for Higgins in the episode when he gives the toast. I mean, that that is a hell of a toast. I mean, it's short. I mean, it's only that long because he takes the time to shout out where every single player that that, that is there is from. And that is something that somebody who is deeply involved in the club, who cares, would know and be able to do it just like I mean, because these aren't just like uh, Minneapolis, Boston, L.A. These are different cities from different countries. And Higgins knows them all and they all get to react. And they're like, yeah. And then to to the family we have and the family we uh, gain along the way or whatever. And and lastly, to reach to Richmond. I mean, that, that was a great moment. Absolutely tremendous. And you do not expect Higgins to be that good at public speaking, and yet he knocked it out of the park. But it also goes to it's a little bit like Higgins' character is that you know he's at, he loves and is most comfortable when he is at home with his family, like that. Yeah. You know, he loves AFC Richmond and the family he has there, but ultimately it's a job. His family is what he like lives for, and he just stepped up to the plate and hit a fucking dinger with that one. Yeah, I mean, this is not he could not do this like in public, but. Uh as this is him speaking as like a dad and as like as a family man and just does a great job and then and then the music starts and you get to go outside and the snow is coming down and you get Sudeikis doing singing with a deep voice and put the kid on top of the car and Santa goes 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 flying by I mean it's great great Christmas magic it is and I think they should feature more Christmas in the future Ted Lasso's released around the appropriate time of year, simply because the spirit of the show is in many ways synonymous with the spirit of Christmas. It's fun. It's goofy. Everybody should love each other. The reasons that people dislike Ted Lasso himself and like the Ted Lasso kind of theme at large about the puppy dog aspect fits perfectly in Christmas and so obviously the rest of season two from this point on went down a darker road mm-hmm. to say the least. The tone changed dramatically. They didn't, they, they left the golden retriever behind. And now Ted is some other type of like old wizened dog who is a little little more, more than a little bitter about his lot in life and all this other stuff happened. And this almost feels like, I guess when we look back on it, it's like this episode is like kind of like the last like vestiges of that extremely pure Ted Lasso energy from season one. Yeah, I I mean, they should have had a Christmas special out this year. They should have had 35, 40 minutes of a Christmas party at Rebecca's house. I mean, come on. It's that simple. You've had him. You've had him in the common man house in the Higgins house. Now you take him to the poshest place and let everybody have a fan, a super fancy dinner with at Rebecca's house. It, it's, this is a rocket science. 
and just have her and Sam exchange some sort of meaningful glance and then don't never address it again in the in the special. Everybody would have loved it. It would have been probably just as viewed as spirited. Like, damn. What a yeah. missed opportunity, actually. You're right. What a missed opportunity. Yeah, I I mean, I understand that for the show you've got they you have a certain uh through line plot. You have a you have your story mapped out for I think I think they want to do four seasons in total. They have Something one more like after this. I mean, I understand that, but like, this is a this is a side quest. I mean, if you've gone, if you did that Chris, the Coach Beard episode last year, then you should be able to knock out a couple Christmas specials. I mean, you're obviously willing to throw away an entire episode. I mean, as entertaining as the Coach Beard episode was, I mean, it meant nothing. It was like one line worked into the next episode. Yep. I mean, I we we should get holiday episodes. I mean, we we need a Richmond Thanksgiving. We need a Richmond Boxing Day. We need a Richmond Valentine's Day. Uh, we need all this stuff because I need, I, I need more big brained making fun of British tropes, just like this with Love Actually. I need that in like every episode. Please and thank you. Yeah, because when this, I mean, I just know that when this show is over. I mean, nobody is going to be satisfied that this show is over, uh, even if they knock out. I mean, it's like the good place, you know, it, the perfect ending. Uh, it's so tremendous. But I would I would give anything to go back there for a half hour. That is the perfect comparison. I have no notes. You're completely right. They will. I have a certain amount of faith that Jason Sudeikis is going to land the plane as the guy who's sort of directing the whole operation over there. Um but I, you know, how can you possibly be satisfied with the fact that you have no more episodes left is what it comes down to. And that is why we sit here slightly sad, even in the joy of the Christmas spirit, that there is no Ted Lasso to currently be. Yeah, but luckily we still do have some Ted Lasso. Uh, no idea when it's coming, but eventually it will be here to uh, make us laugh and cry and maybe help us celebrate a holiday in the future. So if we're, if we're lucky. Yes. Um, so I, I think we've, is there anything else we've missed from the episode? I think we nailed it all. I think we, yeah, minute one to minute 29 or whatever it was, we definitely nailed it. Uh, the important thing is we, we got everything. Um, we've got just, I mean, it's crazy. We only have a couple, we have less than two weeks until Christmas. We have 11 days, 11 days uh, as we're taping. So, we only have a few more uh, Christmas movies and episodes to talk about. And then it's, you know, just back to the regular run of the mill uh, sports and entertainment and pop culture nexus. Um, so uh, I guess, I guess we can, we can rate this real quick. I, I think um, I'd give this a four out of four, 12 out of 12, lots of Christmas spirit coming out the gills for, uh, for Carol, the bells for Ted Lasso. How about you? I would give it slightly below a perfect score simply due to the fact that I think if they turned it into a full-blown Love Actually parody, it would have been hilarious. Okay, so Liam wants more Love Actually, and uh, yeah, that, that's that's a lot of people's complaints about everything in life, but you can't have it all. <laughs> and now I'm finally one of them. What an honor and a privilege. Yes, so uh, we'll be back for, you for a few more Christmas things. For Liam McEwen, I'm Stephen Douglas. Happy holidays.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.